Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. Even at like seven, I was very cheap, and I'm like, I'm gonna have this this shirt for a long time. I can't even comprehend this question. I wouldn't want land. I wouldn't want animals. I don't want any of that. I don't want scenery. I don't want space. No, it didn't look like... I don't like, want open spaces at all. It didn't look like there was a... within miles of that place. I'm out. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Ari is back in our Finley Toyota studios. We're at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Adam Hill, Cofield, if you need some legal advice, you need help, Matt Hoffman, Justin Watkins, 570-9000 is the number. Lots of Laker talk coming up, past and present. More about winning time, more Magic Johnson reminiscing, because Ari sent over a great kind of mixtape video of my guy, LaMelo Ball. Wow, he he really he really has emerged as like Magic Junior at that size and that passing ability. It's unbelievable. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. I chastise everyone on the show for not having a life and watching a lot of TV like I do, which you always laugh at me. You're like, that's not a life. Sure, that's not a life. Actually, I saw someone going at uh, I don't know. There was like something about wrestling ratings and. Some rando on Twitter uh, made reference to a 90 Day Fiance was trying to say that wrestling ratings aren't that good because shows like 90 Day Fiance do well. And the guy's like, I've never heard of that show. And I, I almost responded like, crawl out of a bunker, bro. You don't know any. But it's like, I, I'm not going down that. I'm not going down that path. You've heard of 90 Day Fiance, right? I've heard of it. Okay. And I actually. But the whole point from the guy was like, there's nothing good on TV now. I'm like, I can't keep up. There's too many shows. Well, that, I mean, it's insane. It could be fair. There's nothing good on TV. Well, network TV. Sure, but, <laughs> that's but, what people but it call all counts TV. As TV. I think it's that's all TV pe- now. Yeah, but I think that's what people count as TV. There, well, it, 90 and, Day Fiance is not network TV. I, I, I'm not even sure. Eight, and, and this person was talking about. But I think eight, I think eight. people count channel. I think anything that's not like the Netflix and those things are not TV. But t- things that are oh, on any channel go. is TV. Adam, I, Adam Hill world. No, defining this is things. not me. I'm yeah. saying that's what people think. Okay. Um, I, I think anything is television. Right. So near the top of my list right now is winning time. We'll get to a little more winning time top later of my this list. hour. I told you about the F1 show that uh, Tony Miller down at the Nugget and also our buddy Petro in Kansas City have been pushing me to watch for months and months and months. And now I got extra motivated because we're going to get F1 here in 2023. So I wanted to learn about it. It's a good show. It's a pretty cool show. A lot of personalities. And I, I can't figure out. you got to watch it. I'm going to make all these references. Anyone who has watched it, are those press conference situations real? Like, they have these really awkward press conference situations where they have, like, a driver who is splitting with a team. And, like, and it's breaking news. And the team is right there. That's weird. Yeah. It's maybe, real weird. Maybe we'll have to watch it. I, I, don't, I, don't remember, I don't remember if I said it on the air or off, but I do have a very good friend who... Uh, super excited for the F1 race to come here, and he was saying he is a huge F1 fan, and it'll be the first race he's ever seen. And I was like, "What does that mean?" Yeah. And it's from the reality. I think show. that's a lot of Americans. Yeah, they're like, "Yeah, I know that reality show, uh, F1 Drive to Survive, which is on Netflix." So let's see. Uh, in the mix recently for me, the tourist as we see it, inventing Anna. I got on Snowfall, so I'm early on that one. 
and I got on All American finally. Finally, you put it in your top ten. I know, but you're giving me a look like it's not Dude, good. It's kind of interesting. Well, first of all, I mean it is kind of a teenager show. Yes, we love Thirteen Reasons Why. We're, we're but, a I, teenager but as I watch show, it, I'm show. like Thirteen Reasons Why. The acting was a lot better. Oh boy, All American. There's a lot of bad acting. Well, first of all, you know he's British, right? Okay, so like that doesn't that doesn't score points. Like you just said the other day you're like you're like Jerry West. The guy's playing Jerry West is really Australian. Okay, yeah. well then that makes him so much better. It does. It's good. He's acting. doing a kind of a, a West Virginia Southern accent. It's good acting. Okay, so the lead is British. Yeah. Okay. I think that that's what, interesting. What about the rest of it? Who who are the? Or, I'm I'm early. There's like two two of the high school girls. First of all, they both look like they're 25. They're both terrible. They're both terrible actresses. I'll you're, go get the names because I can't. You're remember You're talking about the the sister. Yes. First of all, Layla not a terrible actress. Okay, well she's, she's not good in this. Then the writing's bad. I will never accept a bad word about Layla. Okay, ever. I understand that part. Ever. Um, and oh, she's she's from the USSR. How about that? Well, we're already grading shows yes. on the diversity, and yes. then then you know English is their fifth language. I don't care. I just think it's interesting. In fact, would you have ever? If I give you two hundred guesses, I would have never known of that. what nation she, she was born no. in the USSR when it was the USSR. That is crazy to me. I would have never known that. Crazy. But you stand by the show. I'm going to keep watching. It. No, it gets it's insane. It because the first season it kind of sticks to like a story of telling a story, and then they're like, oh, we're going to have like five more seasons. We better get crazy. And the, the show, the, the plot spirals oh, out know of what? control. I, but I, I still I, love I got to give you the other one. Coop sucks. It's like the gangster with a conscience. Well. She, every, every time they want her to do something, she's making a face. Stick with it. Well, I don't, you know, if she gets off, she kind of deserves it. <laughs> she's weak. Stick with it. Coop. He's right. I thought she was a badass early on. I'm watching. I'm like, whatever. You're raising your eyebrow every time. Are you in, are you in season one? Yeah. Every time he wants you to do so, I, I understand it's going to go down a bad path. She's going to sign a record deal and be a rapper in season two. Oh, no. Please. <laughs> if, if that's the story, if it's more if it's more about street cred, I mean, the, the, by the way, was the this is going a long way back. I yeah. like that you're trashing it, yet you put it at number six at your current well, shows. I, I wanted to I wanted to throw it in there to talk winning, about it. Winning time is really my, I mean, it's my obsession right now. It's really all I'm watching. Uh, I love it very much. All-American, I'm completely still all in on, no question about it. Um, I am dis- there is a show coming back that I I thought the first season yeah. was absolutely perfect. It was unbelievable. Now I see the the preview for season two. What is it? I might not even watch it. What is it? Flight attendant. Oh, I haven't watched that. I'm gonna I oh, have to binge that. Season one is absolutely fantastic. And I saw the the I saw a preview for season two. I, I don't know what direction they're going in, but I don't that's, like it. That's Kaylee Cuoco, right? Yeah. Season one's amazing. Watch season one, and I'm, I might not go on season two. What's going on with Netflix? You said there's a new movie category? There is. What's going uh, on? If you go on to Netflix right now and start scrolling down, you know, there's different you know comedies and whatever. There's one that's just short-ass movies. That's what it says, just short-ass movies. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's hour 45 is the limit. Okay. Now, this is, this is Netflix grasping pop culture and social media and everything else. Where did this come from? Pete Davidson did a sketch on SNL. Uh, where he he's he raps with uh, Gunna, and they have a it's a rap short ass movie, basically saying like, "Listen, I love sitting around watching movies, but if I'm scrolling down Netflix and it's it's longer than two hours, I'm out. Like I'm not going to watch anything longer than two hours." And it's just a, this whole thing about the intention span and everything else. And they do make a joke in there that, by the way, King of Staten Island, Pete Davidson's movie, longer than two, longer than two hours. 
He's like, yeah, that was very important. Uh, it was it was a good sketch for SNL, but credit Netflix of just being like, okay, cool, we're gonna grasp some social some social media, some relevance right now, what's popular, and throw this up there. So if you're scrolling through Netflix and wonder why there's a category called short ass movies, that's why. Number four, Lakers flop. This whole thing didn't work. I was kind of excited for it. Westbrook didn't blend. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. The acquisitions did not work out. Does it sound familiar? Because whose fingerprints are all over the whole thing? LeBron. Yes. LeBron the GM. And I really like LeBron. I don't like banging on him, but we've talked about this before. The teams he's constructed in the past, and even the bubble team, they got by. But when he's GMing it, man, it doesn't work. And we got to we have to play some of the highlights from the latest barbershop. I just I find him talking. It's the shop. The shop, whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, I find him talking about his future, like at this moment. And I know the shop was taped, but I like in in these times when the team has fallen short. Like I really I don't want to hear about where you're going and what the future holds. If I'm a Lakers fan, like that really annoys me. And I'm not a Lakers fan, but if I was yeah. a Lakers fan, it would it would really annoy me. And then. The great thing out of all of this, before we get to all the personnel and the awful decisions, and maybe Polinka falls on the sword, the first guy who is going to get the, uh, you know, the Mark Andre Fleury sword, is freaking Vogel. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean that's I, the way it works in, in in the NBA and the NHL. But Vogel, really? Yeah, I mean, that, Doc Rivers is going to fix this. Well, I don't know. Quinn Snyder is going to fix this. I don't know if anybody. Well, LeBron will just have to hire a coach now too. I mean, he's in, he's in deep now. So, right. like, hey, you know what? Fizdale hasn't worked out seventeen times before this, but I like him, so let's bring him in. It's, it, it's a, it's a fascinating dilemma because they are in a spot of obviously the Lakers. If LeBron is there, aren't going to be in a rebuild. Uh, it might be time to do that, but they're not going to. So, how do you figure it out? I mean, you, you hear the. All right, new coach, you trade Anthony Davis, I guess, which is kind of silly. What they need is Anthony Davis to be healthy. They don't, they don't need – you're not going to get equal value for him because he's damaged goods at this point. Mm -hmm. But if he's there and stays healthy, then they're a legitimate team. But he can't stay healthy right now, and that has brought them down. LeBron can't play 82 games at a very high level. So you're in a really tough spot, and we've seen it before. As you said, when LeBron tries to be the GM – He's as bad a GM as he is good a player. And it flops and it doesn't work. And again, what you know, what they need is something you can't control. They need Anthony Davis to play healthy for an entire year. Hasn't happened. So you don't expect it, but you can't really get value for him, so you've just got to hope for it. Number three. So you notice we did not tee up Adam Hill to annihilate Mike Shashevsky this week, because I knew it would happen. What is this weird story that Jay Williams threw out there? He says Coach K may not retire. What? Friend of the show, Jay Williams from last week. He's really liked us. Um, yeah, he, he is suggesting that Krzyzewski may not retire. Now, between the time that this story came out this morning and that we are talking about it right now, it looks like about an hour ago, Krzyzewski came out. He's like, all right, stop. Right. I'm done. I saw he did an interview <laughs> with, uh, with Mad Dog, and he was talking about the transition to like, John Shire. He's like, I'm not coaching. But what – what Jay, Jay Williams said uh, was that Nolan Smith left Duke uh, to be an assistant coach at Louisville. Duke has the number one recruiting class next season and that Nolan Smith is going to steal all those recruits. And Krzyzewski, who we know cares about legacy and wants to keep the tradition going, the program going, he thinks if it you know, completely falls apart, that's kind of a bad look for him. 
will announce that he's coming back just to salvage the recruiting class, maybe even coach into next year or coach next season to salvage the recruiting class to make sure that they're not all stolen away by Nolan Smith. Now, Krzyzewski, as we said, has said, stop. Not happening. What's, I'm not coming back. For you, what's the number one reason he would not come back? That he wouldn't come back? Yeah. I no, personally... I, I mean, I thought it was obvious watching the games, the well, last couple of games. He's not all there. He's not. He, he's he's getting old. Yeah. And I don't know what we mean, because believe me, I was around some people who were just pounding him. Um, but I, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't think he had it all together when he was doing interviews. And he doesn't look good health-wise. Like, he needs to, he needs to walk away and enjoy his retirement. Frankly, you know what's funny? As I was watching it, I'm like, I don't... While the rest of us may have to work until we're 75, right, financially, I don't know why coaches continue to go, like, into their mid-70s. I mean, I guess if they're in decent health. With him, ego. Okay. And, and that's why I but disagree. Like, enjoy, enjoy, like, enjoy what time you have left. I don't I don't understand Bayheim. Bayheim's like 76. Well, he's, like, in, he's in it for the groupie. So he's staying around. I, I think... With Krzyzewski, it's ego, and that's why I disagree with this entire premise of Jay Williams. Why do, Krzyzewski wants this to fall apart. Mm. Krzyzewski wants no. Krzyzewski is a disgusting human being. He wants nothing more than for everything at Duke to fall apart and be like, I guess it was only me. There you go. Only me there here. Sorry. That's all it was. I did everything. They can't do it without me. Why would he want them to have a good recruiting class? Why would he want them to continue on a good tradition? Now, the Nolan Smith thing is big. Like, if, yeah. if Shire's not the primary recruiter, he could be set up here. Um, Willie Ramirez was saying on Monday he thinks this is going to be a uh, a golden era for Carolina in the rivalry that Hubert Davis is going to have Carolina just freaking take off away from Duke. Do you buy that? I hope so. Do you buy that's going to happen? Yeah. Because I'm ready to bet him. Ready to bet what the Duke is going to be better? Uh, just like we'll track, we'll do like a five-year bet, and then after five years, we'll forget about it, and then Willie will claim I had something else. I, 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 I would. Would it shock me if Shashevsky works against Duke? No, he wants them to fall apart. I had not heard this conspiracy theory before that he he's going. He's going. So he truly is going to. He's go a mar- disgusting mar- piece of trash. He is. He's going to go mark on the flurry. Anything, yes, he's going to go full flurry. Watch your back, yeah. Shire. Number two. Yep, I was right all along. I was right all along. Everyone argued with me in the preseason. What just happened with our guy, Robin Leonard? I'm not sure because he's not tweeting about it anymore. What did I say before the season? You wanted him to put his Twitter account away yep. and stop doing it. Put down the phone. It's not It's not cathartic. It's not healing. It's not some great outlet. At, at some point when people are bashing you, and in this case, I don't know what even what Golden Knights fans are saying uh, about Leonard, about what his durability so he's off of social media for now. There's a little mystery here, right? Twitter's gone. It's gone. Good. And just, he... just play, do the st- uh, stretch run, you know, deal with what you have to deal with. Shut out the outside noise. Yeah. I, I do want to hear more from him um, about it. No more Frank because... Saravelli, Dr. Frank worries about your injuries. <laughs> none of that. Just play. Um, I, I am interested in this because I do think that – there is part of Robin Leonard that does think it's therapeutic for him to be on Twitter and to vent what he's feeling and to express it and to not hold it in. And he obviously has been dealing with mental health for a long time. And, you know, he he's talked about it and he's been open about it. And he feels he's felt that Twitter is something that is good for him 
to just instead of bottling everything up and feeling all these emotions and not releasing them to just put it out there um i i think your point that you were just making of it's all these stupid feedback uh that he's gotten from people who clearly are claim to be fans of the team that really i don't think are uh that attack him on a daily basis and we've all seen it he doesn't feel like it's the right time he said it's not an easy climate for me out there and quote sometimes enough's enough and so this tool that he thought was good for his mental health now is not good for it anymore but it's not because it's him expressing his feelings which was a good thing for him to let it out and not always keep everything bottled up but then the people coming back at him with their disgusting takes and awfulness is like, yeah, I can't. This is this that part isn't good for me. So he he has decided that that part outweighs the good part. I no, I think this is different from where you were coming from. Not he he needs the tool. He needs an outlet for what it. he's saying. Too much, he believes he does. Too much bad versus right, but it's, it's not good. him though. I know early in the season you were talking about him putting his stu- his stuff no, out no, no, there. No, 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 no. That's not what I was talking about. I was talking about the ongoing math versus Leonard thing. If it wasn't working out for Leonard, he's gonna have to hear it over and over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, and and it it's not even that. It's you know it's when he's hurt and anytime there's a a tough goal, yep. it's anything. And so this tool that is good for his mental health, you you out there, you people, you people. have put another another barrier up to him and something that he feels is good for his mental health so congratulations people your ignorance about the situation and not believing facts and truth about what happened in the situation has ruined an outlet that was good for his mental health congratulations number one another nfl receiver got a big payday stefan diggs they correct that wrong as guys like christian kirk you know blew up the whole wide receiver pay scale onto Devontae adams with Las Vegas and Tyreek Hill. So Diggs was making like what twelve a year. Now yeah. he's just been boosted to about twenty six and a half with an extension. Yeah. Man, the Raiders were in the driver's seat on Devontae Adams. As it turned out, they screwed over the Chiefs, and the Chiefs had to get rid of Tyreek Hill. This Diggs thing, and more and more of these receivers signing for big money. This is not good for both Darren Waller and Derek Carr. Not not the players, the organization. This is not good for the Raiders in delaying what you know what should have been done already. Am I wrong on that? Isn't this kind of what you were hinting at with your mock draft that everyone got pissed off about? That Darren Waller could be that could be a very difficult situation at some point. If Stephon Diggs, who's he's a good player, but he also can be a diva and a pain in the ass, he's getting twenty six and a half million dollars a year. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, by the way, you left out a name. Look at the number number Hunter Renfro's putting up. That's another one. <laughs> like he's not looking around saying. You have hundred hundred catch. Hunter Renfro is going to be like, uh, well, I mean, I'm better than Christian Kirk, who's getting eighteen. Well, like, you know, if you're the Raiders, you're like we can't do this. Yeah, Derek, yeah. you got to take twenty three now a and, year. And you mentioned the Devonte Adams contract, and I know a lot of people have cited it. I, I still think it's a Christian Kirk con- contract that spiraled everything out of control. And I, and I, again. I don't mean out of control. I feel like players deserve more money, and I right. think they're underpaid, and I yeah, think they not, should get everything they can. But but it's guys like that who are, you know, but in a cap world, hasn't, he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. In a cap world where the reality is any dollar that any player gets comes out of the pockets of every other player, you have to start thinking about these these sorts of things. And who, or who are the Raiders going to choose to pay? It is going to come down to that. 
And in in my mind, as I said yesterday, and I I thought about when I did the mock draft, the Raiders in, in an ideal world are like, sorry, man, we're not getting any. Nobody's due for a raise right now. Mm-hmm. We're not paying anybody. But that's not the reality we live in now. Players are looking at this and saying, yeah, get me out of here. Because you also have the player side where you're like, I'm not playing for, in the case of Darren Waller, I'm not playing for way less than market. Well, And I, I think I mentioned this yesterday, but again, when I wrote the mock draft of, hey, the Raiders can't afford to pay Darren Waller an extension, most likely. So he's probably going to want to go elsewhere to get that money and why not trade him to get assets out of it instead of waiting for him to just leave on his own or be you know, not happy with, with the contract that he's playing under here because there's zero guaranteed money left on his contract. Zero right now. None. So he's going to want to redo that deal. And again, the Raiders are, I'm sure the Raiders with Derek Carr, with Renfro, with Waller, like, hey, you guys are all under, we're good with where you guys are. We're underpaying all of you and we're good with that. But they're not happy. Yeah, we we found a sweet spot, <laughs> right. fellas. Remember the sweet yeah. spot from last yeah. week? It's a sweet spot, guys. Let's yeah. run it back, everybody. Yeah, Darren Waller being the 17th highest paid tight end, that's our sweet spot. Sweet spot. Derek Carr now being underpaid for quarterbacks, that's our sweet spot too. Like, that's, that's great for the team. Not good for the players. And when I said Darren Waller is going to want more money so that he might get traded to get more money elsewhere, somebody said, did you ever think of his feelings, how he might feel to be shipped out? What, to get paid more? Maybe doubled his contract and get guaranteed money? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking of his feelings. That's exactly what I was thinking of. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Stick around. More of Cofield and Company is on the way. Before age and before all of that kind of stuff, you had the life, right? I mean, you were married, but you got to screw around. Is that correct? <laughs> no, that's not correct. It is not correct. No, that's you not correct. You did have a little fun. No, this is life before, before I was married. Before, oh, oh, there was before you were married. Before I was married. So everybody hung out by the pool. Rap stars. Was it mostly black guys or we had some white guys? In there? We, we did have a few white guys. So white white guy like me could have come to the party. Uh, Wait, where was I when this happened? Howard Stern and Magic Johnson, that was Magic Johnson's show? Yes, the Magic Johnson show. And Stern comes on there and he's basically like, well, I mean, you, you got it, but you had a good time getting it. What? Yeah. And why are we playing this? Why is this blast from the past coming up now? Well, Magic Johnson is now speaking about this incident. Is that right? Howard Stern I, and Magic Johnson. You know what year it was? How, like, how close was it to his positive test? I thought it was like 98. It's pretty close. I, I, that totally I mean, if it's in the nineties, I mean, I'm not saying that he's, I mean, I assume he's mostly clear well, he did, of, he, a, of a tragic passing now, but at the time you remember like, when he first tested positive, it was like, you're, you're, you're dead. Yeah. Your life is over. And Stern's like, I had, you had a good time, but that, I mean, that was Howard Stern. But I, when I watched the video that we sent over to our vast sound crew, when I watched the video, I was like, Ooh, this is. Magic's in a tough spot here because he's really uncomfortable, but the audience is loving it. It was uh, on from June to September 1998 was the show, so good guess. Ooh. Good guess by me. Wow. Um, terrible show. It was awful. It was terrible. That might have been one of the best and, moments. And, yeah, for sure. And we know from Magic Johnson's Twitter account, he's he has nothing to say. Just absolutely nothing. Uh, so it, was, it wasn't great. Now, I, I believe my guess is that this came up. I don't know, but he just did this interview this week. I assume he was both talking about winning time, but also the Will Smith slapping incident came up yeah. because Magic Johnson said he wanted to hit Howard Stern 
and didn't really know what the like procedure would be. He's like, I can't yeah. hit a guest. I don't think I could punch him. But he said he was sitting there thinking, I really want to punch this dude, but I can't. And he said they have not talked since. Right. And Stern would not stop. White chicks, black chicks, what do we got? Let's see. What did you prefer? It's a party of everybody. So you would have sex with everybody. <laughs> At least you had fun getting aged. You know what I'm saying? I know guys, they go for a blood transfusion. You it's a real bad. pain in the ass. You, you know what bad. I mean? You are I should bad. only have some fun. At least you had fun getting AIDS. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Magic did correct him and say it's HIV. First of all, let's get something straight. Please do. HIV. Go ahead. And nobody has fun getting HIV. No. Well, you believe me, brother. You did. Wouldn't stop. (laughs) He's like, I don't care. Not stopping. I mean. That would have been epic for Howard's career. I was going to say for winning time. Yeah. It's going to be great if if it gets to that. Sure. If If we have that part of it. But I think the ending, because the beginning of the series is a flashback to him getting the diagnosis. Right. So I think the ending will probably be that too. I would imagine it leads up to that. April 6, 1994, you know what happened that day? No. Someone actually went through with getting physical. Oh. this was That was the uh, Jim Everett, Jim Rome thing. Oh, okay. With the Chris Everett and the table. Do you think that was a work? We, we've had Jim Everett on multiple times, and we got to ask him when we have him on next time. He's uh, big buddies with Mark McMillan. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. I just don't believe that he would snap. I th- I think it was prearranged. It's it's a tough because if he really could have, if he wanted to, he could have gotten to Rome. And and Jim Rome is I, he's amazingly small. Well, I I'm having a tough time picturing exactly what the set looked like. But aren't you like you're kind of strapped into a lot? Like when you do TV, you got like all these wires connected to you and like kind of holding you in a little bit of watch the video during the break. It seems like a work. Now I, the thing is, I don't know how it benefited Jim Everett though, unless he got yeah. cash. Well, that, and that's what I was going to say too of. You know, he is, he does seem like a nice dude. Like, what would he get out of it? Of like, now you look like a guy that's going to attack a little dude. It doesn't really make that much sense. Like, Tim Rome's like four foot seven. He's small. It doesn't make much sense to. You, you love the small humor with uh, Siciliano and McAfee. I'm at, and... I'm at five seven. Uh, I, but I mean, I, four I think foot he's, seven. I think, he's, I think he's very short. He's Big Ed from, uh, is that 90 Day Fiance? What show was that? I think I was, right? See? Did no? You, yes. Wait, do you watch 90 Day Fiance regularly? The SO does. So I, I, I kind of walk into the room as she's watching it it used to be that was kind of her morning time killer okay. so she had some noise in the background. I, don't, I cannot watch it i don't watch the show but a lot of podcasts i listen to talk about the show so okay. i like keep up to date a little bit um there's a dude who's like 40 who's never had a girlfriend since high school he's with a colombian woman okay i don't know which one it is and apparently she said he's just he's like disgusting in his ways of just like you know gaseous and and dirty and sloppy and everything else right and i guess he just posted a cameo video for somebody where he just has just snot all over his face uh, and people are like yeah that's what she's talking about so i don't know anything about the why show. would you want to watch that that's gross i, don't, uh, I watched the video it's pretty disgusting not good so magic hasn't talked to howard stern since then that's what he said well i mean i don't see them like frequenting like you know hey let's exchange numbers but, so, you know we could be buddies down the road hot take magic does have some good thoughts on on twitter though he doesn't have any good thoughts <laughs> That's why that you're right. That's why that show didn't work. He says nothing at, at all, ever. Yeah, not at all. So the shop is good, right? I still haven't watched yeah. it, but you you sent over these clips. Um, I didn't. I love I love some of this because Rick Ross was on the episode you sent over. 
But I, like I said, man, we'll, we'll play some of this coming back. I don't LeBron talking about who he wants to play with. Like he signed up to play with the Lakers. I guess I, I like it. I like the uh, full disclosure, but isn't the mission at hand making the Lakers good again? Or is that ship just sailed? Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Who would have thunk it at the beginning of the year that the Lakers would not even make the playoffs in the 21-22 season? Ladies and gentlemen, have you heard? Yeah, it wasn't a dream team. It was a freaking disaster. Total disaster. It's funny, uh, Curtis Terry, who's you know a regular with us, played at UNLV, made a joke right at the beginning of the season and just brought it back out. He's like, eh, see, I told you. It wasn't going to work. It didn't work at all. No. At all. So what do you think of LeBron now talking about the future and not really tying it to the Lakers? I mean, I don't. I actually don't think it would be the worst thing for the Lakers. So they're just. Are they going to get anything back for him? Actually, he. They can't even trade him, can they? Can they move him? No, oh, doesn't he have outs after every year? Yes. Yeah. So leave. they're just they're going rock bottom from here. Well, you get money. You build, you build around Anthony Davis, and now you've got the money. Or or you trade Anthony Davis. Ooh. Rock bottom, rock bottom, <laughs> bottom bottom. Well, that's always my plan. Yeah. I'm I'm a long term builder. In L.A. Yeah. It was rough the last time around. Yeah, but then they got back. Well, because they, because they signed an awesome player, so you just think there'll yeah. be a draw to sign an awesome player or two, two yeah, years from now? I think so. Here's LeBron on the shop as he's asked, uh, who would you like to play with? And I, he starts talking about both uh, present and past. In today's game, no, that's in today's game, but Steph Curry. Steph Curry's the one that I want to play with, for sure, in today's game. All time. It's crazy, man. I love Scottie Pippen, bro. Really? Yeah, Scottie was like, like, I mean, obviously, MJ was crazy, cold. Kobe would have been another one. Scottie Pippen and Penny Hardaway was like my two, because I seen myself in them. Like, I saw myself in Pippen and Penny. Tall guards, point forward, get everybody involved, defend all type of positions. Okay. I guess I can see that. Although, based on what we know about Pippen now, <laughs> yeah, we knew it then. It was unfolding in front of us. People just chose to ignore it a couple of years after and act like he was a top 50 player all time. Is LeBron going to take a discount and come play for my dubs? Yeah, so what do you make of that? We'll take him. He wants to be a role player. Look at winning time when they were like, he's been he's been humbled. He'll, he'll, be, he'll accept his role. Were they talking about Haywood? Yeah. Like, he wants to be a star. No, no, he's been humbled. He'll accept this role. LeBron wants to come be a be a six man. A little, little different than uh, Spencer Haywood. A little different. I don't think it is. <laughs> a little more accomplished. At this point in his career, you don't think LeBron would be concerned about legacy by joining up with the Warriors? He can start when when Dr. Dre is injured or you know misses a couple games, needs a rest. We'll take. I him mean, he did role. say it. he wants to play with Steph, so I don't yeah. know where he thinks he's going to play with him. It's going to have to be with the Warriors because yeah, they ain't let him go. We'll take him as a role player. Embrace his role. No personnel decisions. There's more of the shop where they're talking about Steph and then somehow uh, DJ Khaled comes into conversation. But like right now, Steph. Why Steph? Man, I love everything about that guy. And that mother- <laughs> left, left. So, Lethal. When he get out of his car, you better guard him right from the moment 
he pulls up to the arena. As soon as he get out of his car, you better oh, guard him. Oh, that. sorry, guard him. Yeah, better guard him. You might want to guard him when he get out of the bed. The parking dick. Hey, Rose, speaking of hooping, I know you love him. He's your man. You and Khaled for the money one-on-one. -on -one. We need to know how this ends. I do him dirty. <laughs> <laughs> he came home. I'm Rose, you him up. You're too in shape right now for Khaled right now, man. I do him dirty. <laughs> I do him dirty. Rose. Did he lose a lot of weight? Did I not see it? Is he looking all slim on the show? Rick Ross? Yeah, they were saying he was in good shape. He was on that ranch. Pears. All right. Wait, what? Pears helped him lose a lot of weight. You don't know that? He ate a lot of pears? Yep, it's the pears. Okay. <laughs> I swear. I swear right. there's video of this. It's probably that farm, all the work he's got to yeah. do on that freaking farm. Now that he's got the cow. wonder how that's going. God, he loves that cow. I mean, he loved it when he was getting out of the trailer. I don't yeah. know if he still does. Right now, he's like, man, this thing defecates a lot. That, it's going to clean this up. That uh, that um, one-on-one -on -one matchup thing reminded me of a crazy stat I saw. One-on-one -on -one matchup with who? They just said Rick, Rick Ross against right. okay. Khaled. Yeah. All right. If, so you, you have a crazy stat for that? Well, kind of. If there's 7 billion people in the world, right? If everyone goes in the world, two things. First, if everyone in the world... Is thrown into a bracket to play one on one to determine a champion. How many matchups do you have to play to get to the end? And don't try to do the math. Just think about it. Just say an answer. I don't know. Uh, um, <laughs> thirty nine hundred. It's thirty three. Thirty three total. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, you don't. You only have to win thirty three to get to the end of the bracket. That's insane. And they don't want to increase the size of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Why not put a <laughs> Are you sure we can do a tournament with 7 billion human beings and only play 33 games? Yeah. And on, on an offshoot of, a lot that, of wear and tear. how far would you make it through? I mean, it depends on, on, it depends on bracketing. You might get a baby from like from China. You might get an elderly man from the Ukraine. You don't know who you're going to be matched up against. You might get LeBron in the first round. What would you say? How many, how many games? I think I can make it through at least like eight or nine. Really? It depends on it depends who I'm matched up with. But think about all the people that have never even seen a basketball before. Yeah, you might get matched up with women like the first three or four matchups. I, I shot really low. I was thinking like three. I mean, possible. I might get tired and not be in shape. Well, you might get matched up with like a you know Caleb Love in the third round. Sure. Like you don't know. <laughs> like ah, How did this work on. out. That would be that would be terrible. Could I beat one of those grannies on the the video that I think you, Willie, everyone sent that to me? What was where was that granny basketball game? I don't know, but they'd be in the tournament. And by the way, that was representative. I've heard stories from my elderly relatives. Where, where was it? What was it? I, I don't know, but that's how they used to. That's how they used to play women's basketball. I know that. I've heard stories of you know my aunts and my my grandparents talking about when what, they what played do you mean, basketball. How? No dribbling. Two on two on each end. And then uh, you have one person in the middle that you pass to to then pass up the court, but they you, so like you don't or, run organized cherry picking and, and no, there's never five on defense. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. How would you beat that system? Did you think about it? I, I thought, thought about it a little of bit. Sure, yes, sure, of course. But I so I, two on two on each end, and then two people at mid court. Yeah, that you you have to pass it to them to to get up the up the floor. I mean, wouldn't you just form a defensive wall at mid court? Well, you can't cr you can't cross though. Oh, you have to stay in your areas. Yeah, you can't move. Yeah, really? That's the one. Yeah, watch the watch the highlight again. They don't. There's there's two or two on each end. Wait, was it a recent highlight? They're playing old think, style. Yeah, I think they're playing the old style. Granny basketball. Can we tweet this out? And by the way, the 
the lady had a nice behind the back pass to set up the, the behind one the, basket. There was a behind the back pass that was ridiculous. Yeah, was as, as I said, magic like Lamelo like. So if you got matched up with one of them, are you are you winning? I guess it depends on how tall they are and how fit they are. I think I'm winning that one. You never know. What if they play outdoor and there's some some wind? Well, they have to deal with and it your too. shot. They have to deal with it too. I, I, like the one lady takes a shot, doesn't even get halfway to the basket. It was pathetic. I think you would. I, I think you would take it easy on them and then blame it on taking it easy on them. Like you, you would just win. shoot threes. I'd still win. You would shoot threes and be like, "What do you want me to do? No. Drive no. her down to the, the you know, drive her down to the post and beat her easily? I'm not going to do that. That's not right. You don't have time. You you have to play another game. So you have to get through it as quickly as you can. I'd just run the lady over. Oh, is that right? Yeah, of course. Is there an official? I mean, it's one on one. Yeah, I think so. If an official tournament like this, you're going to have to have official. That'd be great if you fouled out. You never scored a basket because they called five charges. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, the, the granny you match up with way, is just a just just an if, unbelievable if, hacker. If she if she wants to take a charge on the first play of the game, that first of all, there's no foul outs one on one. But if she, if she wants to take screaming at them to call the flop, no, if she call wa- the flop, no, I'll tell you this: if she wants to take a charge on the first play of the game. If that's how you're going to play, you're going to take an elbow for it. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So the Knights going to win tonight. They're a 180 favorite. I think so, but I, I you know I know Justin was talking about it earlier. They have three games in a row that they have to win. Very winnable. Right in front of them. You need these six points. It just feels like at some point along the way, there's going to be some kind of slip up. They've had five games in a row where they should win. They took care of business. It's tough to do that eight games in a row when you're expected to win and to win. Road games coming up. Calgary, Edmonton. Tough, tough. Dallas, St. Louis. Tough, tough. Home against the Caps. I'm going to say not tough. Why? Well, Caps locked into the playoff spot, and they're coming to Vegas. What does that mean? They're Do they especially enjoy? To, they're coming to celebrate their playoff appearance. Okay. So bad timing for them if they're probably if they were trying to stay intense. They could have a a case of the Vegas flu. Sure. In goal tonight, I'm going to guess Leonard, but I wasn't there for the skate. I don't think they skated as a full team this morning. So um, we'll we'll see. Uh, Six thirty. Everybody will tweet who the first goaltender out of the locker room is. I would guess Leonard. We'll see. Well, they've definitely shown some gumption. Sure. They've definitely shown the ability last couple weeks to bounce back from disappointing moments. Because, you know, Martinez trying to clear it. (laughs) And then slipping between the legs of Leonard was friggin' brutal. But that goal was awesome, too, in overtime. Yeah, it was great. Because Marsh is so breaking out, and then that was not easy for Shea Theodore to collect it, settle it. And make the shot. No, it's great. They've been, they've been just figuring out a way, and they're still very shorthanded. They've got a ton of talent still missing, but they've been figuring out a way to win, and that's important. And I think it's very helpful that their defensive core is getting closer to, uh, to being all out there because you can tell that they are much more organized defensively, and they're getting the puck out of the zone and into, um, even though it's not the offense they envisioned, they're getting the puck into the offensive end. And finding a way to score. If you score three goals, you should, you know, have your goaltender holding a lesson two. That's been the formula the last couple of weeks. Pre-game's coming up. 
6 o'clock start over on uh, Fox 1340 and 98.9 FM. So uh, flip over right after us as we uh, Lotus Broadcasting leads up to a massive Golden Knights home game against the Canucks. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Are you concerned about Twitter and an well, edit button? Potentially. Why? I just think it's a horrific Is idea. it just a one-time edit so you can change, like, Spelling errors because I obviously I miss words all the time and then yeah. I see it five minutes later and I'm like ah screw it and I just delete the whole thing yeah because I don't really delete tweets so I you know it's it's kind of tough when you do something like that and you realize like yeah, oh well, man you're a real writer and you don't make mistakes the rest of us make mistakes no I do no I do and and every once in a while you'll see one that you just send something kind of silly from your phone like you're not even thinking right. about it and then it kind of takes off and you're like oh man this has like 200 retweets and a thousand likes and you're like Gone. it's got it's got a couple couple uh, grammatical errors like what am i doing here um so I, I in that case like i don't mind having an edit feature i just think they need to do it the right way if they do have an edit cuz i just see people all the time oh an edit i want edit i want edit i don't in general uh for a lot of reasons i mean one you could theoretically if there's no if it's just an edit where there's no like description or whatever went on you could write something like Hey, let's all be nice to each other today. And then you get like 20,000 likes and then you screw all those people over by saying like, like this, if you're a Nazi, you know, like something on that level, you're like, wait a minute. I like that already. What, what just went on? So a straight edit feature. No, absolutely not. Please don't do that. But if you want to have, Hey, I, I sent this tweet and I realized there's a spelling error and you, then you can correct it. And it has like a highlighted area and says, this has been edited. And then underneath it says what the original was. Okay. Oh my God. It seems yeah, very I'm complicated. For, for that. I just don't want a straight a straight edit feature is a recipe for absolute disaster. Stick your hand in there, Dave. I, I just thought of something before I go on. Think about like like a towel. I saw a lot of concern yeah, with you, that that people were just going to change their picks. Yeah, that's terrible. You can't you can't have that. Why? Why, why does it really matter in the end? People bragging about their records. Well, that, that's just are one you, what small are you, what are you example. To do? Are you trying to protect the consumer who, sure, who follows? But these that's people? also just one small example. Yeah. I mean, you could go back and you know you say something about you know whatever any anything that happened in the world, or like, hey, look, I predicted this, or hey, look, like I said this was going to happen, and you actually said the exact opposite, or or anything. Like, you, there's so many things that can be changed to totally change the meaning of something, or to think about people that reply to something, and then you look like a jerk. You're like. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And somebody says, uh, the original tweet is now two plus two. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. What does that mean? Like, don't, and obviously those are very stupid examples, but I'm saying you could just change the intent and the meaning of so many different things. Don't have a clean edit feature. Stick your hand in there, Dave. All right. Do you feel bad? Uh, I, I had a lot of concern too, and I'm still not sure where I stand, but I will just add that in one of the articles I read, this is funny. We all know Facebook is much worse in terms of like negativity and all that hatred and stuff. Mm -hmm. Apparently how they do it, and I don't know exactly the formula, but they have some kind of an edit situation and supposedly it hasn't gotten taken advantage of like that. So, Okay, I'm going to ask you again. Might do you work. feel bad? Do you feel bad? Because I was actually asking you, do you feel bad about outing one of your coworkers for wearing an offensive t-shirt? No, I don't. Okay. Probably not the best conversation to have on the air. Well, you did it. Um, <laughs> Balls rolling. I, I that's do what fine. I'm asked. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I, I, but, but I will put it up against this one. Uh, WFN, you know, sports station in New York. They had a guy who was 
who was on air doing the midday show with Dave Sims when they first started back in like 1987. So I was just coming out of high school and I was a big sports radio listener. So uh, Ed Coleman is retiring, right? So they were talking about that on their morning show and their producer said, you know, if you don't retire at some point, a company has to say to you, what are we doing? (laughs) He goes, otherwise, all these people studying communications in college, there's no jobs for you if everyone stays until they're in their 80s. I'm like, okay, wow. a little touchy. Well, the, you know, they had another guy retire who, again, was on you know on air when I was a, a late teen. And he was on, he stayed on forever, a guy named Steve Summers. And the other host of the morning show, this is that show with uh, Boomer, Geo goes, Summers would have died on air. <laughs> he goes, if he had been allowed to keep working, that's probably what would have happened. Too much? I, I mean... <laughs> It's, a, it's I don't think it's too much necessarily. Like when it's people at your own place of employment, yeah. it's a little touchy. But I, yeah, I think at some point it it depends how you are, right? If you're if you're terrible at the job now because you're old and you're not watching anything or you can't talk and you can't communicate, you're apathetic. Like I, I guess that in that case, somebody should say like, "Hey, man, come on." All right, all right. Is this, a, is this a springboard for you to go on your rant that you've gone on before about staffing at our stations? What rant? Uh, I just no. We <laughs> falling for this again? <laughs> Twice in a show. What are you talking about? Durant He's not going to do it. Shirt? He's not going to do it. And he actually, he's never ranted about staffing on our station. So <laughs> never, he's, never. He's just trying to get you to complain about the workplace again. All right, real quick. We're, we're running it. out of time, so real quick, there is there is somewhere deep in that there is not truth. There's some reality, some realistic yeah. thought to that. Um, and I'll just I'll add, I. I've had a coworker oh, pass no. away that that was old and some questions and rest in peace. I'm just saying, but this happened. So what the hell's going on here? What's happening? <laughs> uh, just keep it to yourself, Ari. I don't sure. know where the hell you're going on this one. Sure. No, I'm not just going go. anywhere. I'm just, I'm just saying there there's thought 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 that should be put into that occasionally. Unfortunately, just, it's something to think about. Just go back in the bag. <laughs> Stick your hand in there, Dave. The outro music. So, Baycott, the North Carolina player who hurt himself down the stretch. By the way, I think Brady Manick from North Carolina also tripped on the same exact spot. There was video of the floor buckling. Yeah. So, the company that makes the floor is like, nothing wrong with it structurally. So, I think what they're – they're not saying nothing happened because we could clearly see the, the floor buckled and Baycott went down and then Brady Manick tripped on the final play. So – I almost feel like is there going to be a lawsuit here? Are they are they going to say, hey, you know what? Uh, installers error. Our floor was fine. The people who installed the floor at the Superdome, they suck. I don't know enough about lumber because I, I also heard, saw people say like, hey, that's just a shadow. And it, it's, oh, really? It, when he his ankle snapped, you see the shadow kind of fluctuate. I don't know. I, I can't definitively answer this. It was weird, man. It was two guys in the same area going down in a heap. <laughs> 